0: Hello, Alexander! I am Mr. Podcast, and I have been listening to your show. Now, I do have just a few notes here. As Mr. Podcast, I am actually the highest authority on all podcast mediums.
1: Okay, um, before you go too far, ladies and gentlemen, for those of you um, at home, I'm not encouraging this behavior. I shot Scatman down as soon as I heard it. This, I'm giving him no feedback whatsoever. I'm on your side, okay? I don't know what's going on, and we're going to have to ride through this together.
0: Now, listen, Alexander. I think that you have a very good show on your hands, and I would know I'm Mr. Podcast, but there is a few... Little tweaks that I think that we could make along the way. Uh, less characters? To make the show better. Mm-hmm. Um, Step number one. I think you need to ditch Craig altogether. You are obviously carrying the entire show. Okay. And well, he is just pause. dead weight. Hey, uh,
1: for all you uh, listeners of um our podcast, Permanent Good, I am starting my own podcast. It's called Good Effort. G-O-O-D-E-N space effort uh see it on all your platforms coming
0: soon but what i'm saying Mm -hmm. is you don't need to do any podcasts with him at all in fact you would be better off without craig on any podcast whatsoever so i
1: should just continue this podcast and boot him
0: hey hey hey, is that is that mr podcast hey get out go go get out of here no god mr podcast Sorry about that. Oh my god!
1: I was just telling Dude. the audience how you're replaceable, and if anyone well, wants to guest hosts, just wait, let us hold know. On. D- hold on, and, did Mister Podcast uh, you, you tell can you something?
0: Take his spot. No. Okay. Mister Podcast came to me last night, and he tried to get me to ditch you. So he is no, he is not a trustworthy source. Anything that Mister Podcast said, you got to just ditch out of your brain. Okay. Um.
1: So. I don't know what he told you. I know you just told me, but I don't listen to you. Um, but he gave me some worthwhile advice. and
0: I know. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. the, podca- the podcast advice that Mr. Podcast can give is the exact opposite. He is the antithesis of what a Mr. Podcast should stand for.
1: What should a Mr. Podcast stand for?
0: A Mr. Podcast should be... He, it should stand for growth and integrity Mm-hmm. With the product you have, the things that he was pitching to me he didn't want us to watch movies anymore. he wanted us to like stick with the same two improv segments like he just wanted us to change the entire format of the show and also get rid of you while we were at it so he would just he just wants he wants it to be a chaotic, barren wasteland of podcast mediums
1: yes, and um. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um that was like four minutes. We don't have to do that anymore, right?
0: I mean I thought it was fun, but okay. It was I'm fun. It was
1: fun when I had to I got the ability to daydream about what it would be like to do this by myself and have my dedicated listeners. You know you your name hey I'm not gonna say your Alex, name that loud, do you remember but when, if right i before could. We started
0: recording mm-hmm. when you said you weren't gonna touch your microphone unless i was talking and then you immediately adjusted your microphone while you were talking and made a yeah. loud ringing sound. i'm really <laughs> starting
1: to think i should just hold it in my hand
0: well you definitely shouldn't do that i'll tell you that <laughs> right now
1: yeah so anyways what I, was, I was i was really thinking about i didn't want to shoot down your bit but it got me thinking what if you took a hiatus Forced or unforced, depending on how this goes. We'll, we'll decide at the end of this episode whether or not you should deserve to be on the show. And then we have some dedicated listeners who I'm sure uh, might want to guest spot. Have you guys wanted to be on our podcast or see what it'd be like to record in front of a mic and just banter with me? Do You think you'd be better than Craig? We'll decide at the end of this podcast. If it goes well, Um, he can keep his job. And if it doesn't. I'm looking for help. We'll figure it out. At the end, let me know if he did a good enough job.
0: This is not how I thought this bit would go. Well, everyone's replaceable. Do you want to talk about the movie? I think it's time to t- I think it's time to talk about the movie. Sure, let's talk about the movie. Um, we watched Mega Mind. You know, just a nice simple little movie, 90 minutes. And like most of the short movies we watch, we're not going to do a spoiler section separate. You know, 90 minutes. It's on Amazon Prime. Go for it or don't. It's a
1: kid's movie. It's been out for 10
0: years. What's the deal? All right. So if you want to skip the movie conversation altogether, here's your time code. Time code 2605. All right. Mega Mind. So Macy's
1: never seen this. And for those of you who don't know who Macy is, she's... My wife, um, and she's never seen this before, and I realized. have that. I? Wait, what?
0: I'd never seen this. I saw this movie through like screen caps on Tumblr, but like I've never seen it in its entirety.
1: This movie is so good. This movie is so
0: good. I like, love this movie. It's
1: genuinely funny. I saw this movie in theaters, and then with my brothers, and then when we came home, we just quoted it all the time. It's one of the most quotable movies ever. It's so good. This is 100% one of those movies that I don't feel bad for the parents who had to take their kids.
0: Yeah, not at all. Dude, this movie was very good. The soundtrack was amazing. Oh my goodness, that soundtrack just ripped.
1: I mean, some of them were like stuff you've heard a million times in other movies, so it must be pretty easy to get licensing for it. But I'm like, still, it's an animated movie. Like, this is ridiculous. Could you recognize the voices when you heard them of the actors who were voicing them?
0: I definitely recognized Jonah Hill yeah. and Will Ferrell, obviously. Yeah, obviously.
1: Could you tell the other ones?
0: I think I looked at the voice cast like right before I started the movie. Okay. So it didn't really take too much for me to recognize. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah, Will Ferrell and Jonah Hill, super distinctive. I Brad learned, Pitt, bro.
0: Yeah, I don't just know what Brad Pitt's voice sounds like. I think Brad yeah. Pitt's voice is just super generic. Not in like a good way or a bad way, I just think he has a very neutral voice, so I think it would be difficult to pick him out of a voice cast. Mm -hmm.
1: I also don't listen to Tina Fey enough to recognize her voice.
0: Yeah. Um, But David Cross
1: sticks out like a sore thumb for me, too.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think I thought he was someone else at first, Mm -hmm. like another person with a distinct voice, but... Yeah, it, and I think David Cross is just like he does that role so well.
1: Dude, he nails it. Um for those of you at home who haven't seen this movie, it's basically um a super villain and a superhero grow up together and then the super villain gets raised in a prison and the superhero gets raised in a super affluent uh neighborhood and with a super affluent uh household and they grow up like that and eventually um, Will Ferrell character, Megamind, just be like, hey, it's easier. For me. I'm good at being bad. So I'm just gonna be bad all the time. And they grow up fighting each other, fighting over a city, uh, Metro City.
0: Yeah. Typical like Superman versus Lex Luthor type rivalry.
1: Right. And then eventually um, Brad Pitt's character gets, quote unquote, killed. And Will Ferrell's Megamind just takes over the city. And yeah, then he won. Wants- that's the majority of the story is from that perspective of we have a bad guy who finally won. What does he do now?
0: Yeah. Um, overall, I, I think this movie really achieved good comedy. Oh and 100%. because of how good the comedy was, this the the style of comedy, leaned a little bit edgier than i thought it was going to Mm -hmm. and it got me thinking like do you think another version of this movie could have been made where they kind of like doubled down and went for like a pg-13 rating and do you think it would have made it any better
1: i don't i liked how it was made now because it was edgier stuff oh yeah definitely i'm not
0: saying that this movie was bad i'm just saying could a good pg-13 version of this movie exist?
1: i don't think so like a PG 13 where they can swear and they can go in a little bit edgier topics. I just don't think I liked that they were playing within the confines of PG where they're yeah. going to be like, we have to make this child appropriate and funny for the adults that are there. And some of the basic jokes of how he pronounces uh Metro city metrocity. And he just pronounces words wrong. He answers the phone. "Olo," It's hello. Oh,
0: hello. And I'm like, the one word so that funny. I wrote down. The one word that I wrote down was uh, Melancholy. So good. I'm instead so of Melancholy.
1: Melancholy. It's so good. It's so good.
0: <laughs> yeah. It, it's, again, I think I've mentioned this in another movie review, where it's that whole Cluddy with a Chance of Meatballs thing, where, you know, they never say Flidsim defer the same way twice. Yeah. Like, that kind of stuff, like, I am there for. It's just goofy humor, dude. Time.
1: And there's, like, it's just, like, the dialogue was ridiculous i want to know how much of this was he was able to improv uh will farrell that is and tina fey also known for improv like how much were they just able to make up because it was so funny dude
0: yeah um there were like two things that i didn't super love about this movie Mm -hmm. the first one i'm not a big fan of the whole here's the end of the movie now let's travel back in time type trope
1: right i mean i wonder if it was a trope Ten years ago.
0: Yeah, because I remember they did it in Deadpool. Yeah. And that's the first time where I was like, "Mm, not really a big fan of this. And then just seeing it again here was like, all right, guys, I'm not I'm not really here for this.
1: I like it if it's not the end of the movie. I like it when it's the beginning of the third act. So it's like, all right, you've caught up. Now we have a final act. Let's go from there. But this was like. This was pretty close the to end. the end of the
0: movie. Yeah, 15 yeah.
1: minutes from the end. I'm like, oh, I don't, I don't like this, but I, I do like um, storytelling because there's flashbacks where they say, here's how me and this Superman character, Metro Man, um, came to be. So there's a flashback. There's a current day, and I liked how they were they were playing with that that storytelling. It was very cool. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. And the opening narration was just kind of long for yeah, me.
1: Yeah. I was over it. The we came It was from like planets. 10
0: minutes of opening narration. This
1: is what it was like in Shul, which is an amazing pronunciation. I loved it so oh, yeah. much. And then he got everything right. I tried to make popcorn. It didn't work. I decided that I was going to blow up the school and then he moved the school and then it's been like I'm just like, "Oh, can we get over this?"
0: Yeah. And the other thing that I didn't care for is I just thought Hal was a really annoying character. Hal was like,
1: crazy annoying, but I think he was supposed to be annoying.
0: But, like, there's one thing to, like, dislike a character because, like, that's how he was, like, supposed to be written. Mm-hmm. And then there's a character being annoying. And I thought that Hal was more annoying than actively unlikable.
1: Right. I mean, it's some of that stuff is predictable. Like, Macy was, like, halfway through the movie. My wife. And she was like, oh, he's gonna be the bad guy. And we're like, well, yeah, but I don't, kids won't see that coming. Do you
0: know what I didn't see coming? Titan, T-I-G-H-T-E-N. That's not even a joke you would get if you didn't have subtitles on. Because I don't think well, he spelled it car, out.
1: he carves it in the city. Okay. Laser Vision spells out Titan wrong. Or, I mean, correct, I guess. Yeah, but but that doesn't
0: happen until they say the word Titan like 20 times.
1: 20 times. So we're all like T-I-T-A-N, obviously. And then he takes laser vision to the entire city and you're like, oh, he's either an idiot or when he said this is the only thing that we could trademark, they trademarked a crazy word that of course no one would trademark. It was, dude, it's so funny. This movie is so funny. Yeah.
0: Those were pretty much all of my notes. Do you have anything else?
1: I mean, I can make up stuff for dates. Dude, so when I was growing up, like we used to quote this movie so much. Like I used to walk around just saying, Olo, Olo. (laughs) Dude, it's just so funny. The Invisible Car was super cool.
0: I love gadgets in movies. Mm -hmm. I think movie gadgets are always super cool. And I think this movie had like just enough of them without overdoing it. Right. Like you could argue that like maybe the despicable me amount of gadgets were too many gadgets. Right. But this one I think hit that sweet spot. And I never really felt like the hologram watch was overused despite the fact that it was used in literally every scene.
1: Right. Cuz it was cool. It was a, it was a, it was part of the plot. You needed was, to have it.
0: It and it was always practical.
1: Right. Dude, it was it was so good. And then another thing I really liked, um this is a DreamWorks movie. Yes, it like, is. Like Pixar and Disney have a monopoly on movies, but this movie kills it.
0: I think DreamWorks consistently puts out bangers, mm-hmm. but everyone only remembers that in comparison to Disney movies. Right. Like you know megamind shrek um how to train your dragon all of them bangers but you're always like oh yeah well this is pretty good like i didn't really expect this from a not disney movie like what are you talking about they do good stuff like all the time
1: dude it was so good and then music man why do i keep music man what i i have an m on all my stuff
0: yeah, so, and I had to keep the trademark.
1: I had to keep the trademark. I'm like, dude. The fact that
0: they made trademark jokes twice in this movie is like, who? Are, what are you shooting for here, DreamWorks? Dude, it's
1: so funny. And the gadget, the dehydrator. Yeah. So cool.
0: And he was relentless on using that on people.
1: Yeah. He's like, I'm going to freeze dry you.
0: Did he ever rehydrate the guy he inhabited?
1: Bernard? So yeah. you have to watch. This is a little Easter egg for all you people uh, listening at home. You have to watch past the initial credits.
0: Oh, I Bernard totally agree with that
1: gets rehydrated in a washing machine. Oh, fun! He, and he, and uh, the minion was like, "You never empty your pockets," and that's how he gets. Rehydrated.
0: <laughs> um, I think this movie had a very good bait and switch mm-hmm. in terms of. Kind of like a final act type deal. So when. Oh, yeah,
1: because you think Metro Man's coming back.
0: Yeah. Um, I, so I definitely thought that Mega Mind was Mega Mind. Mm-hmm. But once Minion turned back into Minion, I'm like, I immediately saw the watch on Metro Man's wrist. Right. And I'm like, because I, I knew to look out for it at that point. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was a very well done bait and switch. So good. And I also think they did a very good job at letting me forget that the rehydrator was in the back of the car, or not the rehydrator, the DNA gun, right? Um, cause so like, cause when Megamind throws it into the back of his car, and they do like a the specific shot. Yeah, a specific shot of it in the car. You're like, oh, well, that's how the, that's the MacGuffin that saves it, whatever. And then eighty minutes goes by, and you're like, and so when they go back to it, you're like, oh, 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 yeah, right, duh, forgot
1: about that. Right, dude, it's so good because that, that was foreshadowing, but the foreshadowing was so far apart. Same thing with the invisible car. And yeah, because he, he walks away, and we're like, oh, that's his car. He's gonna remember it. He just forgets where it is. Yeah. He goes, well, yeah, I could end this if I knew where I parked my car on the night you (laughs) broke my heart. Yeah. It was, dude, the movie is so well put together. The storytelling makes sense. The plot is not something I've seen before. I don't think um, of the bad guy becoming the good guy and the good guy just. Leaving? He leaves. And it's not like he's going to come back and fight when the bad guy takes over. Because that's happened where the bad guy beats the good guy. You know, like I don't know Batman in all these movies where he just retires and then the bad guys take over, and then the good guy rises from the ashes and comes back and beats him. No, the good guy just doesn't come back. He's just like, you got this. You'll figure it out. And that I just never seen it before. It was super well done. I loved it. What would you give this movie out of ten?
0: Like a high seven.
1: Yeah, I gave it a like
0: a seven point seven maybe.
1: I give it like a seven. I want to give it a high seven because when I go and I have my list, all the other sevens, I'm like, oh, it's better than these movies. But it's not as good as the eights. But as far as animated movie goes, this is like top five animated movies ever for me. Yeah, very good. So I'm going to say maybe not in comparison to, you know, Tenant or all these other crazy movies I obsess over, Um, but as an animated movie, incredible, regular movie, high seven. I would say like seven, nine, flat eight.
0: Okay, hold on. Before we move on, I want to... S- this is something I have... I, I, don't, I, I haven't thought of this before, so give me a second to pull it up.
1: Oh, I love the parallels between um, Superman and Lex Luthor. And instead of um, Lois Lane, they have Roxanne Ritchie. Yeah. And they both oh, have the yeah, same definitely. job. Dude, it's just like the parallels. There's so much in this movie. It's so good. So so good. also Superman is in Metropolis. This is
0: m- Metro City. Metro yeah. City. It's so good. This movie's so good. Instead of Metropolis, he pronounces it uh Metrocity. Yeah, dude, it's Same, so, Yeah. And he then he pronounces like, it more like uh a Superman City.
1: Right. And the thing is is like they you see him coming from another planet. Uh Metro Man comes from another planet. And one of the things is like, "Oh, copper is my weakness because we expect a Superman-like character to have a material weakness. So they're playing into that. Dude, it's so good. What a great movie.
0: So because we both enjoy this movie, I thought it'd be fun to look at a negative review for this movie. All
1: right.
0: Um, I cannot read the full review because it doesn't seem like it exists anymore. But a snippet I found by Robert Wolonski.
1: Oh, man. We're going to light up his spot.
0: Oh, yeah. So the quote that I can see is, if nothing else, I found my son's kryptonite. Boring superhero ripoffs voiced by ca- by check-cashing actors. At least Steve Carell used an accent. What? Dude, what a garbage take. That is a very bad- Hey, guess what? All actors are check-cashing actors. Hey, hey, that's what all
1: of them are, bud. What a garbage review. Okay, I'm looking for bad ones, too. Dude, that's so ridiculous. That is so okay. So I'm looking at the breakdown of how people like this movie. Nine point two said it was a ten. Twenty thousand people said okay. So of the two hundred twenty-five thousand people who rated this on IMDb, nine percent said it was a ten. Ten percent said it was nine. Twenty-six percent said it was an eight. Thirty percent said it was a seven. Fourteen percent said it was a six. Then there was six percent that it was five and below. Hey, bud, yeah. you're wrong.
0: I'm looking at the Metacritic reviews, which basically is like, if you're not familiar with Metacritic, it basically like uh, creates this conglomerate of all critic reviews from across the Internet. So you see stuff from like the Washington Post and, you know, from Time Magazine and the Chicago, like it all like brings them all together. And this has 21 positive ratings, 12 mixed ratings and zero negative ratings. And so the one that I read was from a publication called The Village Voice, and Robert here gave it a 40 out of 100. All
1: right, let's blow some people up, because I found some real trash ones. One star from Tommy Pezmaster. The headline is, makes the Emoji Movie look like Toy Story. Hey, guess
0: what? I saw the Emoji Movie in theaters. I paid for two tickets so I could take a friend to go see the Emoji Movie. I would pay... For a hundred tickets of Mind in theaters before I paid for tickets to see the Emoji movie again. Yo, this dude also
1: saw this movie seven days ago. <laughs> okay, I'm looking at all the other movies he's rated. Um, Mind one star. Okay. Emoji movie, two stars. Okay. Let's see what other movies he thinks is trash. I think that's very important. What kind of garbage? Cloudy with a chance of meatballs.
0: Three stars. Whoa. The, wrong hey wrong wrong bro hey, what? if Clady with the Chains and meatballs isn't your thing whatever I get that it is not a three star movie
1: okay um dude I haven't seen where first of all bro where are you watching these I haven't heard of have these he's rating specific episodes of my gym partner's a monkey <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's my gym <laughs> partner's a monkey
1: and like cat dog bro what are you watching are you a who are you squirrel boy johnny test
0: what are you watching we're gonna blow up this one specific person he's been an imdb member for 14 years and his okay well first of all his profile picture is a picture of bojack horseman first of all like
1: yikes he gave nine stars to the animated george of the jungle
0: who are you? Nine okay, stars? Okay, so he has a list. The grandma got run over by a reindeer. He has a list called the worst movies ever. All right, there are 10 titles on it. Let's read them in order. Number one, Flubber. Wrong. Number two, Inspector Gadget. Okay, I can get it. Ever? Uh, num- Wrong. Uh, number three, The Kid. Never saw it. Number four, The Trumpet of the Swan. Never heard of it. I Am Sam. Is Interesting. All right. 51st Dates. All right, 51st Dates. Is like, hey, not again, not my cup of tea, not my favorite Adam Sandler movie, but uh definitely not the worst movie ever made. Then we got Jersey Girl, number eight. Ooh, Alex, are you ready for this? He thinks that uh, number eight worst movie ever made, Shark Tale. Well, now we know for a fact, undeniably,
1: that Shark is a good movie. Because if this guy thinks it's the worst movie ever made, we don't trust him.
0: He's and wrong. And then number nine was Igor. Those were the nine that he listed. Anyway.
1: Yeah, well this guy sucks. Screw yeah. you, Tommy Pezmaster.
0: Should we have read his username on our podcast? Yes, one hundred percent. No one's gonna. Okay. First
1: of all, no one's gonna attack him. And if you do, good.
0: I mean, don't, don't do that. But like, I mean,
1: one hundred percent, blow up his spot. He's got a horrible opinion. We, are, he's entitled to opinion, but he's also entitled to get frickin' flamed for it. All right, is it? <laughs> all right, are
0: we done talking about Megamind? It's a good movie. You should watch it.
1: Yeah, one hundred percent. Great movie. When 100% go see it. It's kid friendly, adult friendly. Just watch it; it's so good.
0: Are you ready for the improv segment? Yep, send it. Okay, I think you're really gonna hate it, but well,
1: <laughs> then maybe we should switch and make my <laughs> one my one no, no, hit wonder no, no, your no, improv no. segment.
0: No, 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 no. Because here's the thing: mine has to be an improv segment because we have to be able to come back to it. No, I promise. I'm not.
1: We just won't come back to it. We'll just treat this no. like the other improv segment. We're never gonna come back to. Which one? Well, we're never coming back to it. So it doesn't matter.
0: Okay. So this one is called fantasies the day like fantasy. And I know what it means, Craig. Okay. So how long would you like, how long would you like the slot of an improv segment to fill up? Um, I think middle segment has to, can
1: take 15. This should take 10. One can take five to 10.
0: Okay. So this is going to be, I'm going to set a 10 minute timer on my phone. Okay. All right.
1: Now, <laughs> I'm so not excited. It's crazy okay. how not excited I am.
0: We are going to do 10 minutes of Dungeons and Dragons every time we go to this segment. Craig, I'm not doing this. Yes, you
1: are. I promise you. Dude, I promise you, our listeners. Okay, here's what we're going to do for this one. Hey, listeners. If you don't want to hear this trash idea of an improv um, that Greg came up with that I'm going to have to come back to skip to. I'm not putting in a time code. No, this is part of the podcast. Then man. Skip. twelve. Skip to hear my voice. I'm putting a in a lot. 10 minute timer. 10 minutes. Yeah. The thing is, after editing and stuff, it might change.
0: You'll figure it out. You're smart. Hey, smart now. people.
1: Minimum of 10 minutes. Skip ahead. All right. I'm doing this for you for the content. And that's not Craig, you. So
0: audience. the reason why this is an improv segment, okay. is because you are going to be the player. I'm going to be the dungeon master. Okay, and I am also improving the story mm-hmm. while you are improving your character's Do reactions. Do you want to
1: explain obviously. how this, like, how this works? Like, okay, what, what is this?
0: So basically, what I'm going to be doing is we're going to spend the first bit of time creating a character for Alex. We're not going to go into like. All the stats and all the rules and whatnot. But basically, I'm gonna... Alex is gonna make a character, and then we are going to essentially take him on an adventure. We're gonna put him through a storyline. And uh, I have a dice... I have a die right in front of me that I'm gonna roll. And depending on how well that dice rolls is how well Alex is able to um, perform the action he wants. Okay. All right. So we're just gonna keep it super duper simple. Um and I'm gonna start the timer now. Alex, just think of your generic fantasy races. Do you have a race that you would want to be?
1: Dude, there's so many jokes, but I'm gonna take them and play this seriously. Um my race is going to <laughs> Nope, that's a joke. I'm gonna be a centaur.
0: Okay. Um do you want to be a fighter? Do you wanna be like a physical fighter or a magician fighter? Uh physical. Okay. And give me a bit of a background and a name.
1: Um, so his mom had love relations with the horse. You know? Um, so we're both mixed. I can really relate to this character. Um he's just gonna be Alex. We're gonna keep it simple simple. Um, so maybe he'll let's make him like twenty 28 29 almost 30 um no family um doesn't have not part of a family business or anything he's a a nomad um you know town to town um basic hunting um to survive does odd jobs um but because he does odd jobs he's skilled in multiple things um he's tried to stay on the right side of the law But because he hasn't always been able to provide for himself, he's become skilled at like pickpocketing, impersonating, you know, criminal like conducts, robberies, all that trash. Um, Not particularly skilled with a weapon, uh, except for a bow and arrow because of the hunting, um, but he's learning how to be better with swords.
0: Does he try to go out of his way and be good to people, or is he just kind of living his own life doing whatever? He's just
1: doing his own thing, lone wolf kind of thing. The reason why he hasn't had to match to the sword or anything, because most of the time he can talk his way out of stuff. It's like, Hey dude, I'm just, I'm just trying to get by here.
0: Okay. So what are So, so would you say that you're probably in a city right now?
1: A small town. Okay. Like nobody really knows my name kind of thing.
0: All right. So we're going to start your adventure. Uh, and you have just entered the new town that you're going into. Sure. Um, you emerge from a forest, you've been in a forest for a very long time, and you see a town, finally, after like four or five days of trekking through a thick forest. Um, you enter this town, what is your first instinct? Where do you want to go first?
1: Um, so I just enter the town. Um, I'm gonna need to find a place to stay.
0: okay. What would be your method of finding this place to stay? Do you just wander through the town looking for, you know, an inn sign? I'm just going to look
1: around for an inn sign, something not expensive. I don't need to spend a lot of money. I don't have a lot of money to spend. So I need to find a place to stay. And then after I find a place to stay, I need to find some temporary work so I can earn some money so I can go into the next
0: place. All right. Well, unfortunately, the town is not very well labeled. There aren't that many Uh, guideposts, there aren't that many outer signs. So instead of finding an inn, you do find a tavern. Okay. You find taverns, you find shops, but you do not find anything labeled as an inn.
1: Alright, so I'll just go into the tavern, I'll talk to the bartender and see if I can stay where they recommend or with them.
0: Alright, what does that conversation sound like?
1: So it sounds a lot like, hey, um, I'm new here, I'm just looking for a quick work i'm trying to go to this city um i need a place to stay for like two or three days max Mm. a week Um, all right what would you recommend
0: well um we do have uh the friendly inn down the street um unfortunately they're a little bit pricier than uh what i would like so uh if um if you need a little bit more cash so that way you can rent a room there uh you know you'd be more than happy to stay here and uh maybe work a night or two
1: Um, is there, is that the only place where I can stay?
0: Um, I mean, unless you want to start, uh, asking citizens if you could just crash on their couch for a week.
1: All right. Well, I don't know if I want to work in a bar. I'm gonna go. Thanks for the advice. I'm gonna see if I can find some money somewhere else. I really don't feel like working here. Thanks though. Uh,
0: now as a centaur, you're probably used to like um weird half glances and side eye looks right um especially in town centaurs don't usually reside in towns but for some reason everybody in this town like doesn't even give you the time of day like that conversation you had with that barkeep he like he treated you more normal than you have ever expected anybody to treat you so after leaving the tavern you decide oh you know, this place might be a little too expensive. I should probably look for something else. What would be your next uh, action?
1: If this town is too expensive and I can't find another place to make money, like I would talk to maybe the butcher and maybe I can go hunt for him to find something, but if that's not going to make me enough money, then I guess I'm going to take... Um,
0: let's, let's go to that butcher scenario. I'm, I'm not going to knock that out of the woods for you. Um, the, the butcher definitely will take meat that you um bring to him and Mm -hmm. he'll pay you more if it's already skinned for him
1: sweet then i'll just do that um i am gonna need to find i still need to find a place to stay um so i'm gonna have to see if i can work out something with the butcher to stay at his place until i can afford to move out with um
0: i'm gonna say it's about 10 or 11 in the morning so you definitely have the day ahead of you
1: Yeah, I don't know how successful I'm. Great, good thing I'm a great hunter because. Yeah,
0: so I'm going to roll this die for you. Mm -hmm. And uh, depending on how it rolls, and I'll add some numbers. So that way, uh, since you already are a good hunter, we'll see how this goes. Okay. Oh, dude, you hunted. You got like a perfect 20. You got a natural 20. So you hunted enough. So you hunted enough before skinning it to get you um based on what the butcher tells you three nights at the hotel here sweet and this is before skinning it okay do you want to attempt to skin it to earn more money yeah let's do that then okay so that's so i'm gonna make that another roll for you again we're gonna give you some more numbers because i doubt this is your first time doing it right yeah so you go it goes well um you're able to earn five nights at this hotel okay at this inn rather so i'm gonna do
1: five nights um while i'm there. I think I'm going to try and create like a crew or something. I can travel with like two or three other people. It just makes it easier to hunt. Um, preferably not centaurs because then I could have them go out in front of me. They could ha- It's easier to negotiate with people. So I'm not getting okay. those weird looks and stuff.
0: Um, As you are uh renting your room at the inn, mm-hmm. you see about three or four um very rugged, dirty like torn clothed um ruffians like all discussing something in the lobby of this inn. So you're welcome to talk to them. There are other people scattered in this lobby as well. Uh you can talk to anyone you'd like. You could ask for information from I guess the inn concierge.
1: Yeah, I'm just, okay. Yeah, let's talk let's talk completely. to the let's talk to the inn uh innkeeper. Um, okay. Who I don't know how much information you can give out, but how who's been here the longest
0: oh um actually our mayor has been uh here for quite a long time First of all, your and, mayor
1: stays in a hotel
0: oh you mean i thought you meant who's been in the city the longest my bad um uh no are the longest tenant here uh you know he stays in his room pretty much i bet i bet he's up there now actually um i could go get a, i could go bring him down if you'd like
1: how does he pay for stuff
0: um quite ac- quite frankly I never asked he pays uh more than I charge for a room which is kind of saying something. So I kind of just don't ask questions.
1: So he probably doesn't want to be bothered but he's getting money from somewhere. Um yeah, I'll go talk to him.
0: Okay. So um this this innkeeper has very bad ethics. He gives you his room number like right off the bat. You don't Sweet. even you hardly have to ask. Okay. And so you go up. Very important question. Do you knock with your hand or your hoof? Hand? What am I, nuts? Okay. Um, So the guy opens the door and he goes, uh, but he opens it very hurriedly. And he goes, hey,
1: what do you want? Oh, screw this guy. Um, Sorry, wrong room. I'm robbing him.
0: That's our timer. So, when we come back to Fantasies the Day, we will have to uh, deal with the consequences of you trying to rob a normal person. First of all, he's a jerk. And I'm not going to
1: rob him right then. I'm going to come back in the middle of the night. I'm going to sneak out or something. I'll hire somebody to distract him. I have plans.
0: All right. That was Fantasies the Day.
1: Oh, my gosh. This- let us know how what you guys think of that. By the way, yeah, because we won't do it if you hate it. If you stop listening to the podcast, if you drive down our viewership, or you just blow up Craig
0: Spot, we won't do it. We're here for you. I mean, we're probably going to do it one more time because I'm very fascinated to see what uh, Alex does with robbing this person. Yeah, but but let it won't us know. be for a minute. Yeah. We'll 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 wait a little bit before we bring it back. All right, Alex, you have the middle segment. Um,
1: yeah, my middle segment is something I'm sure almost everyone's familiar with. It's a madlib that I created Podcast. Cast mad libs and craig i'm just going to ask you some questions and we're going to fill these in and it's something i created so you know it's going to be fire and we're anticipating so right now we're recording this prior to the election it's actually election day right now but we don't know the results and we are told that the results could take weeks even months so by the time this comes out hopefully you know so i prepared prepared two mad libs biden's concession speech or biden's speech upon winning the first one we're gonna do is this concession based off Hillary's in twenty sixteen. We're just gonna okay. sub out a couple words.
0: Okay. Do you want me to choose? do you want me to choose the appropriate one when I'm editing this, or do you want me to put both of them in?
1: You can put both of them in. We got okay. some we got some time. We got fifteen minutes or whatever. Um so yeah, we'll do both. Uh give me a period of time.
0: Um the bronze age.
1: I'm keeping it. that's okay uh a plural noun
0: cards
1: uh an adjective fun uh an adverb quickly and you're gonna say that uh a noun red okay sure uh an emotion
0: melancholy
1: okay uh another emotion excited all right
0: uh three adjectives pretty Fast. Entertaining.
1: And can I get two superlatives?
0: Most likely to get arrested. And most likely to become a fashion designer.
1: Okay, that's not going to make sense, but whatever.
0: Yeah, that's the one that's not going to make sense. Give me a number. Four.
1: Four. Give me another period of time.
0: The 70s. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on.
1: A period of time being like yeah. hour, minute, century. Yeah, I know what
0: you mean. I know what you. Yeah. So I'm gonna say twenty five minutes. A noun. Poster. Number. Eleven. Noun. Engine.
1: Okay. And a country.
0: Venezuela.
1: All right. So Biden's concession based off Hillary's in 2016. So I took literally her concession and we're just subbing out words. So here's what Craig said last bronze age. I con- congratulated Donald Trump and offered to work with him on behalf of our cowards. I'll say that again on behalf of our cards. I hope that he will be a fun president for all Americans. This is not the <laughs> outcome we wanted or worked so quickly for. And I'm sorry that we did not win this red for the values we share, and the vision we hold for our country. But I feel melancholy and excited for this wonderful campaign that we built together. This pretty, fast, and entertaining campaign. You represent the most likely to get arrested of America, and being your candidate has been one of the most likely to become a fashion designer honors of my life. I know how disappointed you feel, because I feel it too. And so do four Americans who invested their hopes and dreams in this effort. <laughs> this is painful and it will be for the next 25 minutes.
0: <laughs>
1: but I want you to remember this. Our campaign was never about a poster or even 11 engines. It was about the country we love and about building a Venezuela that's hopeful, inclusive, <laughs> and big hearted. <laughs> okay. So that's what Biden will say, obviously, if he loses to Donald Trump. Yeah. Now we're going to decide what he says upon winning based off Barack Obama's speech in 2008. So give me a number.
0: 103.
1: Okay. Two nouns.
0: Medicine
1: floor. Okay. Give me a location.
0: The Empire State Building.
1: And give me one more. Location. Yep. The park. Okay. Okay. Um, two numbers.
0: Nineteen three.
1: Okay. Give me a body part. The toe. Give me two opposites.
0: Hot and cold. Fast and slow.
1: Um, give me a color. Orange. Well, that is ironic. Uh, A group of people.
0: Goth people. A noun. Bus.
1: And a country. Cuba. All right, Biden's speech upon winning. If there's anyone out there who still doubts that America is a place where 103 things are possible. Who still wonders if the medicine of our forefathers is alive in our time. Who still questions the power of our floor. Tonight is your answer. It's the answer told by lines that stretch around the Empire State Building and parks. (laughs) <laughs> in numbers this nation has never seen by people who waited 19 to 3 hours <laughs> poor Biden dude he's going to get roasted after this bad boy <laughs> many for the first time in their lives because they believe that this time must be different that their toe could make a difference it's the answer spoken by young and old hot and cold fast and slow Democrat and Republican, Black, White, Orange, Asian, Native American,
0: <laughs> Oh no, Gay, Oh no, free,
1: <laughs> what have goth you done? people and not disabled. Americans who send a message to the world that we have never been just a collection of buses or a collection of red states and blue states. We are and always will be the Cuba.
0: <laughs>
1: there you go. We predicted it before it ever happened. Yeah. So, I don't even know what I was saying. So, our one-hit wonder this week, Craig, a.k.a. Permanent Handle, is Podcast-ologies. Or, a weird way of saying, analogies. Okay. So, you're, and me...
0: I thought we were about to come up with our second bit revolved around us apologizing to people.
1: Mm, Noted. (laughs) So, this is gonna be me and you... We're experienced motivational speakers. God, I hope it was us and not anyone else. Well, thanks for that. We're experienced motivational speakers and therapists. We're very familiar with the basic analogies like life is a roller coaster or the proverbial mountain. Proverbial? Proverbial. Pro. Okay, I'm stupid. Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to correct you. I'm not taking a stab at that.
1: (laughs) It is now our job to explain a situation and specific comparison, and we'll take turns therapizing. So basically, it'd be like, I am sad because my wife is divorcing me. Please explain to me this using Hurricane Katrina. And you're going to have to come up with an analogy therapeutically that's going to help me through this. Okay. Can yep. I?
0: Do you do you want to just go with that one? Yeah, go with that one. What you got right. for me? Well, here's the thing: divorces are kind of like natural disasters. Mm-hmm. All right, and and you have to understand that because sometimes you know you get somebody who's able to help, and they're on the ground, they are ready to help. But okay. then sometimes some divorces are a little bit more like Hurricane Katrina, and your friends are George Bush. Where they don't exactly help as much as you wanted them to. Despite the fact that you've asked dozens of times. Now you have to look at your own friend group and you have to understand, you know, do we have good leadership that will help through this time of crisis? Or do we have George Bush that will fly away on a helicopter when he's needed most? Um, And as much as I wish that I could help you out here, As your therapist, I have to uh, say that it is up to you to look at the people around you and say, are these the people that are going to help me get through this?
1: Okay. So, I should get divorced? Is that what you're telling me? (laughs) Is, Is my wife George Bush?
0: If that is what helps you, then yes, your wife is George Bush. Okay.
1: Oh, this is why we pay you the big bucks, Dr. Handel.
0: Yeah. Right. Um, Give me but, a situation. But it's my turn. Yeah. Give me it's a situation
1: and any comparison, and I'm going to make your life better.
0: Okay. Well, I just flunked out of college.
1: Easy. Okay.
0: On my final semester. Perfect. Um, and, and they're I not letting you come help. back?
1: They're not letting you come back?
0: Well, it's going to be a lot harder to come back
1: so you're on like Like you're working on your bachelors and they're just like yeah you can't finish it
0: yeah you're gonna have to prove yourself again they're they're basically gonna try to billy madison me
1: okay which is interesting because i've never been to college so i'm really shooting from the hip on this one
0: yeah um and can you compare that to the explosion of a volcano
1: right well that's pretty easy actually So, Craig, I'm glad you um, came to me with this issue because in therapy, it's very important that you're open with me and that we can figure these things out. And let me tell you, first off, that disasters happen. Horrible things happen. And sometimes it was just a matter of time. Sometimes horrible things happen um, and we just need to prepare for them. So, you know, you failing out is a lot like a volcano going off. Where It's a horrible eruption, but you have to realize that what it does for the environment as far as spreading minerals and nutrients that um, could really help the surrounding areas grow, that maybe this is a sign that we have one explosion, call it college or these difficult classes you're taking. What is it going to show you about the surrounding areas of your life? And if we do decide. decide to go back to college, if that's something you're going to work towards and take seriously, that's fine. We've gotten past the initial explosion. It's not going to get worse. There might be looming effects. There might be ash clouds that last for years and years and years that our children are going to have to fight just alongside climate change. So it's not going to be something we forget, but it's something we can learn from and then use to benefit us in the future. This is all a growing experience.
0: So, are you telling me that I've hit rock bottom and it can't possibly get any worse? Yes, I'm telling you right now.
1: (laughs) You messed up so bad that this is going to see, you're going to see fallout for the rest of your life. But you know right now, it can't get any worse.
0: (laughs) Well, thanks, Doc. Anyway, here's my card. Yeah, I got you, man. Wait, here's
1: your, okay. My
0: my debit card. Oh, gotcha. I thought you were like, here's
1: my card. I'm like, Am I supposed to see you for something?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. Yeah, so that's Podcastologies.
0: Yeah, easy peasy. Easy one peasy,
1: hit. man. One hit, one wonder. Uh, it's never coming back again, so if you hated it, yeah, we got
0: you. All right. Well, as we are approaching December, we are heading our first themed month. We decided to theme it up a little bit for the movies that we're going to watch for December. And we are going to be watching all Johnny Depp movies in Johnny depp December. And our first movie that we are going to be watching is probably the most iconic Johnny Depp movie of all time. We're starting out high. Right. Uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, the first one, Curses of the Black Pearl. Uh, It's out on Disney Plus. I know that for sure. Mm-hmm. So watch it. It's a good movie. And we'll come back and talk about it next week. Right. And if you want to see all the movies that we're going to be watching during December, uh, we'll be tweeting it out at the permanent handle Twitter account. I might make a post about it on Instagram as well. Follow that at permanent good. Uh, anything else you want to say before we head out?
1: Yeah. Um, if this podcast was good enough to keep Craig on, let me know. Um, If it was absolutely trash and it was absolutely his fault, as you know, most things, uh, let me know. We'll give him the boot. Maybe we'll do some Johnny Depp movies, just me and you. Um, Send in your application to me on my Twitter or Instagram, uh, AlexTheGoods, and we'll figure it out, man.
0: All right. Um, well, But
1: you have to decide because I, I can't be objective. I enjoy having Craig around most of the time. So if you hated it. And you think I can do better with you? Let me know.
0: All right. Well, I am Craig Wells, aka... No, no, Mr. Podcast is back. No, Alex, end the podcast. Alex, end the podcast.
1: Um, you know, Podcast Man, I had a couple questions for you. Um, yes. What is uh, what are some of Craig's weaknesses? Why why do you think we should get rid of him?
0: Mm, well, first of all, he always brings these characters that uh nobody seems to like. And he thinks that if he keeps uh, beating a dead horse, that eventually All right. someone will respond I'm Alex positively. Alex Good,
1: a.k.a. Alex Good. We'll see you next week. Thanks for coming. Bye. Bye.